I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Hour number two here, Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. In for the guys, I am Jonathan Zaslow. He is... Mark Zinno. You can tweet at us. I'm at Zaslow Show. He's at Mark Zinno. Boy, really original Twitter handles there, the both of us. <laughs> <laughs> so you hear there, and this has been the big story over the last few days, how Jonathan Taylor has been allowed, him and his agent, who is Miami based down here, are allowed to seek a trade and also, you know, seek an extension from the team that they would accept a trade to. Now, Maybe there's some bias coming from my perspective here, Mark, but apparently the Dolphins are very in on Jonathan Taylor, and apparently Jonathan Taylor is very interested in the Miami Dolphins. But you, sir, now uh, you're going to give us a trade proposal that you have for Jonathan Taylor, but I want to preface that, Mark, with I heard you you were getting a lot of crap from a bunch of the hosts here on ESPN Radio about a previous, what are we talking about? Essentially, I love a good power ranking. You did like a power ranking for, for quarterbacks, and you were getting a lot of crap, right? Well, okay, so here's the deal. So I, I was filling it over earlier in the summer. We were doing our NFL ranking series, and they asked me to rank the top five quarterbacks in the NFL. That's normal. And I did. I, I, I put Aaron Rodgers at number five. I put Joe Burrow at number four. I put Justin Herbert at number three. I put Patrick Mahomes at number two and Josh Allen at number one, and apparently that was the most controversial thing that I've ever said in the history of 20 years of doing talk, sports talk radio, which I did not think was going to be the case. Uh, I did not know that it was that controversial of a take, but apparently it was. Um, and, and in fairness to me, when I did my list, I had a whole you know minute to two minutes to explain why my rankings were what they were. When it was clipped cleverly by all of our producers here at ESPN, you got you got to make sand, the clip. Yeah, look at the, gotta look at the look on you. you got to do that. Yes, yeah, you they, do they that. absolutely they they took out the one line that yeah. made it sound incredibly ridiculous and played it ad nauseum for yeah. every host on ESPN to rip me through. Like you know, remember like the that. car wash days of ESPN? Yeah, my my quotes got car washed uh, yeah. pretty much in every format possible. Um, and people who have never heard of me, this was the the common response for a week. Who's Mark Zino? So, because, yeah, nobody had known who this clown was who said it. But anyway, so, I, listen, I died on my hill, and I'm okay with it. And I will say that I am right because I feel like I am right. And Josh Allen's going to go out and prove me right this year. How's that sound? <laughs> okay, okay. So, you could always, like I said, at Mark Zinno, you can hit him up if you're really angry and hearing that for the first time. Oh, my God, how could you possibly have Josh Allen ahead of Patrick Mahomes? But that's not what we're doing right here. So, right here, I want to hear this. It, now, I'm not going to say it's going to be half-baked like that ranking there of Mahomes and Allen. I'm going to determine it for myself. I want to hear, what is this Jonathan Taylor trade proposal that you have concocted? Let me hear this. Well, I mean, this is after the news yesterday that the the Denver Broncos' Jerry Judy, their wide receiver, had been helped off the field with a hamstring yeah. injury. They have Tim Patrick is out for the year. Uh, another wide, I think, why is the wide receiver's name escaped my head who had the uh, health issue that he had to sit out for? Um, but they are decimated in their wide receiving core right now, especially if Jerry Judy is out. 
for an extended period of time. So I'm a problem solver by nature. I'm a helper. You know, I just want to make people happy. I want to make everybody happy. And I figured that there was a world where the Broncos and Colts could get together and solve a whole lot of problems. Now, I'll caveat this by saying one thing. If I was a GM, I'm only trading for Jonathan Taylor as a rental. I'm I'm out of the marriage business of running backs. I'm into the dating one-night stand business of running backs. I don't need to sign long-term. I only want Jonathan Taylor for a year, and that's it. Let him be somebody else's problem. So... Then how is it any different from his current uh, disgruntledness, is that a word, with Indianapolis? Sure. No, it's it's the same, but I'm just saying a lot of teams where when we hear the talk about a Jonathan Taylor trade, it's all then you got to extend him afterwards. No, no, you don't. You can just let him go to free agency, and that's the end of it. So um, here's the deal. The Colts would trade Jonathan Taylor and wide receiver Michael Pittman, 25 years old, out of USC, viable target, okay, what we've learned about Michael Pittman in his time in, uh, in, in Indianapolis is that when he has a high-level quarterback like Andrew Luck, he puts up really good numbers. When he doesn't, his numbers disappear, and he's okay. pretty useless, right? Okay. He's not going to have a high-level quarterback this year. Didn't have a high-level quarterback last year. The guy was a ghost, all right? So those two go over to Denver. Denver sends back and return Javante Williams, solves the Colts' running back issue, gives them a young running back who's cheap, what they want. Now, granted, he's coming off an injury – but that keeps his value down, and he's still able to run the ball. And instead of trading Jonathan Taylor away and having nobody, at least you have a back that has some track record in the NFL. They send back Javante Williams and a conditional second-round pick, a conditional second-round pick that if Taylor hits X number of tiers and yards, touchdowns, Pro Bowls, NFC, AFC Championship game, whatever it is, that moves into a first-round pick. And if that's the case for Denver, that means that they are picking at the back half of the first round, so it's a lot easier pick to let go. Now, and you're not concerned if you're Denver. Now, again, this this is your trade. This is not you know this has not been reported. This this is from Mark Zinno. You're not concerned with giving up a conditional second, even though it's conditional. Javante Williams. You're not concerned that you're going to be acquiring a running back now who still now doesn't want to play for you because he doesn't have a contract. No, because I I I I would tell him here's the thing, and I, and I would make this known to him in the deal, except. Jonathan Taylor, accept the deal, and we will put it in writing. You will not get franchised. Okay. You will have freedom to hit free agency. That helps. Come run your, run your tail off for us. Get us to win the AFC West and beat the Chiefs. Run your tail off, and you will be allowed to hit free agency. We promise we will not franchise you, which is why we only have to give away a second-round pick because, in reality, we, we are taking you as a rental. I'm now, guaranteeing you'll hit free agency. Go run for me for one year and then go be a free agent. So, so that's, that's the Indianapolis side. That solves Indianapolis's problem. On the Denver side, everybody, wh- whether they would be interested in Jonathan Taylor or not, is, is not what I'm getting at now. So Russell Wilson is the major story, of course, in Denver. Russell Wilson, Sean Payton. For me, like if we were to talk about which quarterback has the most pressure on him this season, for me, Mark, it's Russell Wilson because – if Russell Wilson does not have a good year, two things happen. If Russell Wilson does not have a good year with Sean Payton as the head coach, we all know, all right, Russ, you're, you're kind of done. You know, instead of, le- instead of letting Russ cook, it's Russ is cooked. And what happens there, Russell Wilson would then become what I believe, I think he's a backup the rest of his career at that point if it doesn't work out with Sean Payton. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, this, is, uh, this is as much a – 
literal make or break year for Russell Wilson. I mean, look, we always use this phrase, right? When when a coach comes in about a certain player, can he quote fix a certain player? Right now, I think that statement usually is typically overblown. Okay, because it's not about the player to say it needs to be fixed implies that it's broken. Most players aren't broken. Just needing different coaching or a different system doesn't mean you're broken. It just means it's a bad fit. Russell Wilson last year looked broken. And when I say looked broken, couldn't complete a five-yard out route in the flat. Missed him completely. Like, that was broken. And Sean Payton has a fixed job to do on him. So you are correct that if it doesn't get fixed and get fixed quick, this may be the most expensive backup in the history of the NFL. Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider. He was on Get Up yesterday and speculated what's going to happen with the Broncos quarterback. I would be shocked if Russell Wilson was the starter for 17 games this season, and here's why. The conversations that Sean Payton is having with ownership is year one is about culture and accountability. It's Bill Parcells' approach, and he's going to see Russell Wilson as an opportunity to hold players accountable. And when there's a bump in the road, Greeny, what's going to happen is he's really talking to Jerry Judy, Garrett Bowles, the young nucleus of this team, to say the standard is the standard. And if I bench Russell Wilson, I can bench you. Yeah, see, the, re- the what makes this situation so tough for me, to, uh, to like I'm really interested in how it's going to go down because you got to figure – Sean Payton, and yes, take the job to try and fix Russell Wilson. Sean Payton could have or could have had any NFL coaching opening he wanted. He chose, this is the one that I want. So if he chose this is the one, you have to believe he thinks he can essentially fix Russell Wilson then, right? He, He could have had any job or wait another year and have any job he wants. He picked this one. Yeah, and again, there is some people who have stipulated or have have at least asserted that he took the job knowing he never really wanted to have Russell Wilson long-term, that he was going to end up making a change. And while you're seeing him really kind of put the screws to everybody along the way just to sort of make it a situation where he gets to choose his own quarterback. If they're terribly bad this year, which might be on the table if Russ stinks again, that he would have his choice of a quarterback at the top of next year's draft. So I'm not into conspiracy theories here, Zaz, but I would tell you that Sean Payton would probably get whatever he wants yeah, because he he's wants. earned it. Yeah. yeah, he's earned it at this point. I mean, if you're somewhere in between Andy Reid and maybe one other guy, he's the best play caller schemer in the NFL. Uh, so he, there is no, and he schemes for both sides of the ball. Let's not be, he's very good in general. He's a great preparation coach. Um, Beyond that, I don't know how this ends. It's going to be very interesting to see how it plays out. If it doesn't land well at the start, I wonder how long they, quote, stay in the fight here. If they struggle out of the gates at 1-4 and four, uh, and Russell isn't playing well, can you bench a $35 million quarterback? Can, can you do I mean, yes, you can. The answer is yes. Peyton can. He woo. can. He's a, he's a coach who can. Most of them can't. He's a coach who could do that and get away with it. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you could save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio. Jonathan Saslow, Mark Zeno filling in for the guys. So if we can 
shift on over to some NBA news. Giannis Antetokounmpo, in in a piece where, where apparently he spoke with the New York Times, he grabbed all kinds of headlines yesterday, which I'm sure the folks in Milwaukee are not so pleased to hear, you know, on the on the heels of, you know, probably about a few weeks away from training camp and getting things going for the 23-24 NBA season. So how about this, Mark? And for you guys who have not heard this yet, Giannis essentially said he is not signing an extension right now. He is eligible to sign an extension. There's a deadline. I forget if it's like late September or October. There's a deadline for when he could sign the extension. He has two more years this year and one more season that are guaranteed under contract with Milwaukee before he can opt out. And here he says the organization still has to prove to him the direction they're going in. Quote, next summer. It would make more sense for both parties. Even then, I don't know. I would not be the best version of myself if I don't know that everybody's on the same page. Everybody's going for a championship. Everybody's going to sacrifice time away from their family like I do. And if I don't feel that, I'm not signing. So there's no way for... Now, the way that I'm reading it, Mark, there's no way for him to be able to tell what's going to happen within the next two months that would convince him what the team's going to look like essentially in two years from now. He's not signing this extension right now. So do you believe that the Milwaukee Bucks should be worried? I I mean, it's interesting how you phrase it. I think you're always worried, uh, especially when you come to the table and want to offer to give you money. And someone says, no, I'm good. Right, like, because most people generally, hey Zaz, I got fifty bucks for you. Do you want it? No, nah, I'm good. Okay. Well, now, well now, and that's now the way weird. all these NBA guys do it now. <laughs> they take the money now, and they're like, "All right, I'll I'll deal with what team I actually want to play for later." Yeah, um, and, and which is kind of backwards, but neither here nor there. Uh, so I, I think it it makes the Bucks a little bit worried. If I'm Giannis, I look at this as a as a gamble for himself not necessarily in a good way. Like, I think the fact that he's showing loyalty to the Bucks, I guess, in a roundabout way, even though you're saying I'm not going to sign an extension until, you know, another year down the road, there's, there's a sense of at least I'm going to stay here for another year, which in the NBA is a fleeting sort of idea. Um, and I think it's good for the league that he's going to stay in Milwaukee. It's bad for him in a sense that a lot can change in a year, as I mean – he's one high ankle sprain from missing half the year. He's one bad step from, you know, and we're not throwing it out there in the universe because I didn't want to say it, but you know what I'm saying. is He's one bad step away from an injury that changes the course of things. Uh, I'm not saying it's going to necessarily impact his value, but it does a lot of things. You know, it, it changes the landscape a little bit, and who knows? The other part, too, is, you know, if you do it now, this is a pretty dry time in the NBA, you know, off season. And it's a pretty dry time as far as free agents are concerned. Who knows what player is going to get a bug up his keister and want to leave their, their team between now and next year and change the market. Like there's just so much volatility in it and variance that you can't account for that. To me, it's like sometimes you just strike while the iron is hot in there. Like you said, take the money now. And if you want to leave down the road, guess what? I haven't yet seen a single NBA trade request that's been denied yet. <laughs> right. You know, th- there is there is an idea where, you know what? 
he's he's holding the Bucks' feet to the fire. He's going to make them prove that they're still going to be a title contender for all the years that he signs the next contract. But here's here's the reality of it to me. I I don't actually believe that it would be the craziest thing in the world for Milwaukee to trade him because it's not like say back in you know 2010 when LeBron maybe he was going to leave Cleveland the first time. If you're Cleveland, the risk-reward was worth it because they had never won a championship yet at that point. So you had to take the risk that maybe he wouldn't stay with you. The Bucks have won, so they could actually say, you know what, we can't risk losing him for nothing. We did win a championship, and now we're going to use him to set himself up down the road because we can't afford losing him for nothing. But here's the truth of the matter, Mark. They're not trading him, and they're also not going to lose him. Because here's the thing. Let's say he doesn't sign the extension. And he gets to free agency. Well, teams that are in contention to win in free agency, they don't have salary cap space to sign a player of Giannis's caliber. You look every year the teams with salary cap space. They're terrible. They're the awful teams. So Giannis isn't going to go sign out right with anyone because that's not a contender. Okay, well, Zazla, maybe, maybe he'll do a sign and trade. All right, but here's the thing. If he's dead set on being with a contender, the team that signs and trades for him, they're going to be gutted. Like, you're going to have to trade, forget all the draft picks, you'd have to trade for what at the time will be, I don't even think a 30 years old Giannis Antetokounmpo yet. Still really in the thick of his prime. You're going to have to trade major, major players in return for Giannis. And then that team may not be a contender anymore. So here's the reality of it. Giannis is trying to hold the Bucks' feet to the fire, but I think the Bucks know, yeah, he's he's probably not capable of going anywhere because of way because of the salary cap mechanics. Yeah, I think there's I mean look, there's a certain amount of truth to that, but again, if he wanted to say if he walked into the front office of Milwaukee right now and said, I want out, trade me, how does that end? It ends with him being traded. Now, that means Milwaukee gets something in in return as opposed to him walking in free agency, right? Or him, you know, there there at least could be something coming back their way. But uh, I don't, again, I get what you're saying philosophically, and I don't disagree with it because I don't, there's nothing to disagree with. That's a fact of the matter. But until some ownership gets some leverage back when it comes to trade demands, yeah. The players still hold the hold the bag. Yeah. All right, we're going to continue with this for a little bit. How realistic is it that Giannis could actually leave the Milwaukee Bucks? You're listening to Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not 
not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Anthony and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. He is Mark Zinno. I am Jonathan Saslow. Filling in for the guys here on a Friday, taking you up until 7. If you're just tuning in now... Giannis Antetokounmpo, the center of the conversation, as he's blended be known. He needs the Milwaukee Bucks to prove to him that they are going to be a championship contender for years to come. If he's going to be signing an extension, it does not sound like he'll sign that extension right now. Let's bring aboard Jim Ozarski, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. He covers the Bucks up there. Jim, thanks for joining us here. So do these comments by... Giannis, to the New York Times yesterday, does this come as a total surprise? Did we know that he felt this way? No. Uh, in a sh- short answer, uh, especially here in Milwaukee, uh, there's two parts there. The extension that he is eligible for this September through October. Um, since the Supermax has started in 2017, no one his age, 28, or with that many years left on his deal, two, has ever signed it. Uh, I think Damian Lillard's the only one to take an early extension, and he was in his 30s coming off the abdominal. So, that, so in league circles and probably in the Bucks front office, no one expected him to sign this deal. So that, that's one piece. And then quickly the other piece about the, the competitive part, the, the, these comments are almost carbon copy to his comments back in 2018. Guess what? When he was two years away from the Supermax. So, um, no, I, in, in town, um, not a surprise because uh, this is just what he says. This is what he means. And, frankly, Milwaukee and the Bucks have been through this before. So, Jim, when it comes to Giannis's happiness in Milwaukee – I mean, is that something that it needs to be quantified, or is I mean, can, can we assume that he is more content there than the average NBA star is in their city? Yes, <laughs> uh, he, he, and it's it's not really parsing words in this interview or even in his prior ones in 2018 and 19. Again, leading up to the last extension, it's always been about competing for a championship or winning a championship. 
he has no like the, the city itself, the organization itself. Quite frankly, the way he's treated, he's never made an had any indication he actually wants to leave the city. He's just doing what stars do, which is applying that little bit of pressure as his leverage grows to say, I want you all to continue on the path with me. Um, and, and look, so it's his right to do that. But in terms of his happiness with the, the, the city of Milwaukee, um, honestly, everything I've ever heard from him directly to me, uh, on off the record conversations in locker rooms, I mean, he does, he really likes it here. <laughs> so it's, it's always just a, a, that, that, uh, that bit of pressure that stars in the NBA put on their teams. Jim Azarski covers the Bucks and Milwaukee Journal Sentinel here with us on Canty and Carlin. So what does what does that path to the Bucks continuing to remain a championship contender look like for Giannis when he would eventually resign? Now this is the interesting part because unlike a few years ago when the Bucks had were not a tax team had draft capital. What were they able to do? They, they signed a bunch of free agents, including Bobby Portis and Bryn Forbes, who helped them win a title. And then, of course, the big move, trading a lot of that capital for Drew Holiday. And guess what? They win the championship. Um, it was pretty easy to improve the roster and for ownership to say, yes, we're going to get into the tax. That's what they've done. Now, going forward, under this new CBA, guys, um, the money part is sort of off the table, like the the – the Bucks could spend all they want. The, the new CBA is going to really restrict roster building. So this is now on John Horst in the front office in terms of how do you maneuver this? Um, they re-signed Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez this offseason. All of the contracts sort of align in the next two years, including Giannis. So there's an immediate window, um, but honestly, it is an unknown to, to, to the broader part of the question. For him to sign another four- to five-year Supermax in two years' time, this team is going to look really different. But right now, there's really no way to predict how different or how they get there. Jim, I'm curious if Milwaukee doesn't lose to Miami in the first round. Let's say they get to the Eastern Conference Finals and lose. Is is this going down differently? Um, I don't – you know, he, he might – <laughs> he might say it uh, a little a little differently. Um, it, it felt, you know, very firm. I think if they would have gotten to the finals, uh, lost in the finals, gotten to the Eastern Conference Finals, and you know, losing seven games like they did to to Boston a few years ago, it's it, you know, it, it, they were clearly on the path of knocking on the door. Um, same thing two years ago when Chris Middleton gets hurt. I still think he would continue to say. I want to win championships. I want the organization to continue to do that. So, but maybe it's it's a little less uh, stern or firm or <laughs> or however maybe people read read those those statements. Jim, what rocks the Milwaukee area more, Giannis Giannis leaving or when Aaron Rodgers left? Uh, I, well, right now it would be Giannis because I think the the Aaron Rodgers thing was telegraphed for so long. I actually covered the Packers before moving to the Bucks beat uh, at the end of the McCarthy era and the start of the Lafleur era. So that was you know eighteen and then nineteen when, when you know <laughs> um, Mark Murphy kind of restructured the entire Packers front office and power structure. So 
that was several years in the making. And I'll be honest, guys, Aaron Rodgers did not have the universal love of this state um, that Giannis has. So, you know, Giannis, I think there's, you know, when this stuff starts, there's probably a little more trepidation. I, I, I can tell you that there are Packers fans who are not sorry the quarterback is no longer playing for the Packers. Interesting. Jim, I know you wrote about Giannis's connection to hip-hop. Can you shed some light on what that's all about? Yeah, well, well, first of all, it's hip-hop week here in Milwaukee, and actually we're the first city to ever sort of designate a week, like formally, for the, for the genre, and this being really? the 50th year of it. And, yeah, Giannis has been mentioned in 35, 36 songs, maybe more, um, and it's sort of an honorific, I guess, you know, to be – to be rapped about, to be used, right, as a metaphor in some way. And, yeah, so I, I talked to there's, – there's a couple uh, well-known Milwaukee artists. Business Boy actually has produced, you know, Platinum Records. Uh, he, he lives out in L.A. now from Milwaukee. Talked to Giannis about this, too, and he didn't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I know he listens to hip-hop, uh, but I don't think he knew how often he was mentioned. He thought this was really cool. Um, it's something interesting. The city just hasn't really had that. You know, Sam Cassell was in a Jada Kiss lyric, uh, maybe some Ray Allen. <laughs> so locally here, Giannis has really been uh, – has put Milwaukee on the map, even culturally, to a degree, especially in the genre. Just, you know, people like him. Chance the Rapper was here. Gucci Mane is a Bucks fan. Um, you know, artists, celebrities like that come to Milwaukee now. So uh, it just seemed fitting. 50th birthday of hip-hop uh, and, and the fact that Giannis is sort of part of the – the culture, part of part of rap lyrics. Even Drake came here, uh, despite their Toronto, Milwaukee, <laughs> pseudo beef on social media a few years ago. Uh, Drake shouted him out. They get along well, so it's just a really interesting time uh, in hip hop in Milwaukee, especially with Giannis. Are we finding a lot of words to rhyme with Antetokounmpo? <laughs> you know what? I'll look, man. I, I'll uh, I'll give. I'm waiting for Raekwon. Let's be real. Like, he, he rhymed Arnold Schwarzenegger back in the day, right, at 36 Chambers. So, like, I feel like wow. that a Kumbo can be done. I think it's usually Giannis and the Bucks. So, they use those two syllables and, and one-syllable words. But, uh, look, the, the songs are great. I'm not knocking anybody who does it. I can't do it. But, yeah, I think, uh, I think we're waiting on that one, though. I, I could be wrong, though. <laughs> good, good job, Jim. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you, guys. That's Jim Ozarski, Milwaukee Journal. Sentinel covers the Bucks up there. And uh, and as you can see in his Twitter bio, at Jim Ozarski, he is a he is a big Wu-Tang fan. Everybody knows Wu-Tang, of course, is for the kids. Coming up next on Canty and Carlin, Mark Zeno's top three questions heading into this coming NFL season. That's next. You're listening to ESPN Radio. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Jonathan Saslow, Mark Zeno here with you. Taking you up until 7 o'clock here tonight. And yes, we are so close. You got three more games tonight. Six teams tonight wrapping up the preseason schedule. Four of them wrapped up their preseason schedule last night. Everybody else this weekend. And that means it's what you've all been waiting for. Mark Zinno's top three (laughs) questions heading into the NFL season. Count them down, Mark, for dramatic purposes. Let's go from three to one. The lesser dramatic to the most dramatic. Number three. Which one of the rookie quarterbacks will be the next Trey Lance? And which one will be the next Joe Burrow? I mean, look, first-round quarterbacks now in the NFL have taken a a place where they play immediately, they start immediately, and there's nothing wrong with figuring out whether the guy you thought was the guy is the guy or not the guy. But we've seen a lot of question marks arise from all three of these guys at this point. None of them look really comfortable to a point where you feel secure about what any of these teams can do. I'd like to think at least one of these guys is going to show us something this year that gives us reason to believe that they have a long-term future in the NFL. But in the same respect, when these guys don't have it, we find out real quick, a la Josh Rosen, they don't got it. And at best, they're a backup in this league. So it is very much a scenario where I am wondering to see how these three quarterbacks turn out. Number two. Am I on Idiot Island when it comes to thinking the Jacksonville Jaguars are the most overrated team in the NFL. Wow. And Trevor Lawrence is the most overrated quarterback right now. Like, wow. I don't understand. I don't understand how a team that still needed to go beat Josh Dobbs in the last game of the regular season and barely did it and then needed a putz of a head coach and an idiot kicker and a quarterback to throw a pick to overcome a 27-point lead in a playoff game and then catches Patrick Mahomes on one leg, and we have elevated this team to one of the best five teams in the AFC. I don't think they are. They're not. Trevor Lawrence is going to be good in this league, but let's not crown him yet after an eight-game sample size because we forget the first nine games of last year, he sucked. Okay? I mean, that's just a fact of the matter. Go look at the numbers. Everybody seems to think this team is up there with the Bills, Bengals, and Chiefs. They ain't. And until I see it, I ain't backing them. I may be on Idiot Island, but here we go. Number one. Talked about it already. This may turn into the worst contract in the history of the NFL. If Sean Payton cannot fix Russell Wilson, 
It is go- he may be end up being a laughing stock. Now look, Russell Wilson is always going to have a Super Bowl under his belt. So it's hard to take that away from him. But people will push that narrative out there. Oh, well, his defense won the Super Bowl. Never really did it on his own. Never, you know, fine, whatever. The guy won a Super Bowl. But the bottom line here is that Denver is, is not going to be able to financially get out from this deal because you have a dead quarterback who you can't move and nobody's going to want to take off your hands and the guy can't play. Like, he went from Chuck Knobloch not being able to reach first base from second all of a sudden. <laughs> he can't throw a damn football anymore. And if that's the case, you know, I don't know how Denver gets out from underneath this anytime soon. Because guess what? You're going to be mediocre. You won't be bad because the defense is too good for you to be mediocre. So you're going to be stuck picking in the middle. Then not only do you have a bad contract, you've got to trade away draft assets to get your next quarterback inside the top five. And those are my top three questions heading into the NFL season. I like it. Excellent job there, Mark. I, I would start with, I'll react to the, the rookie quarterback situation. I'm looking forward to seeing what C.J. Stroud looks like tomorrow. They, they played the Dolphins last week. I actually thought he looked okay. But you're right, the rookie class is looking kind of rough right now. The first round rookie class is looking kind of rough right now. You know, with, with Bryce Young, I don't think we're going to get any kind of read on him this year. Carolina is going to be really – it's going to be a struggle city for the Panthers. And, yeah, we saw Anthony Richardson running around last night, but that's really what we're going to see of Richardson this year, just a, lo- a whole lot of running around. Uh, I don't believe you're on Idiot Island, but I and, – and mainly because I think the Jaguars are going to win the division, but I don't think anyone is putting them up there with the Bills and the Chiefs. Well, the division's so bad. Like, you got six easy games there, which is why I think Jacksonville can win that division. You don't think they'll win that division? Wait, I like mean, Tennessee, I think Tennessee maybe? is underrated. Uh, Mike Vrabel is, is not going to have that team as long as they're healthy. Again, remember, they were 7-3 and three and running away with that division until every player got hurt. Like, literally their entire offensive line, their running back, their wide receiver, everybody got hurt. I think they put, like, 30 guys on IR last year. So, and again, still, they limped to a, to a game in Week 18 where they had a chance to win the division. Well, and I obviously love the Russell Wilson story going number one because who, who would have cared about Week 5 – Broncos Jets, if not for Sean Payton's comments. I mean, that's that's very, very juicy. I'm very now I'm not gonna be rooting for for the Jets, that's for sure. I'm a Dolphin fan, I'm here in the three oh five. But I am very, very interested in what's going on there. You got Sean Payton who stuck his neck out. You know Nathaniel Hack, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was the first of two guys this preseason to say, keep so and so's name out your mouth. We, of course, had Tua Tonga-Vailoa a couple days ago as well. So there's a whole story going on with those teams in Week 5. So I, I, that's, that's a good top three questions, Mark, heading into the season. I, I like it. Everyone's going to be waiting for mine. I'm going to make you sit around for about an hour and a half, and we'll do mine coming up there. Which QB, though, has more to prove this season, Mac Jones or Daniel Jones? That's next, Candy and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.